and welcome to More at Stake, the family business podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Rankert Thomas. Today, I'm pleased to welcome back Keith Michelson and Don O'Patterney of the Lovins Group. They'll be discussing some of the challenges that couples may face when one or sometimes both of them are part of a family business. Keith, welcome back to the Family Business Podcast. Thank you very much, Amy. And Don, it's so good to have you with us again. Thank you, Amy. It's delightful to be with you. So today we're here to talk about the challenges of being a couple when one member of the couple is somehow related to a family business, um, perhaps through ownership or management or inheritance. There are some unique and identifiable challenges that are related to life transition points and other stressors that can really create conflict within the couple relationship. So I understand that you all have identified six quite specific challenges that couples who have a relationship to a family business might go through. That's right, Amy. Uh, What we have found is that uh, helping couples really get an awareness of a set of challenges, uh, vocabulary, giving them a vocabulary, to really talk about them, and then also helping them to develop some new relational skills can really uh, uh, allow them to make a transformative change in their relationship. And so, you know, that takes time. And so, so in order to work over time with a couple, we've developed a framework focused on six specific challenges. And I'm going to say what they are, even though, you know, we're not going to try to tackle all of them today. The first one is managing boundaries. The second is navigating the dynamics of power and control in the relationship. The third is balancing giving and receiving. The fourth is finding shared purpose for the couple. The fifth is satisfying the needs for both autonomy and connection. And then the final sixth one is repairing relationship damage. So just while these challenges do affect all couples, I just wanted to say that that I think what's important here is that they can really have a uniquely powerful influence in the context of family business. Yeah, I think I think family business influences couples that are involved in them on a daily basis. And, you know, these challenges that we've just described um, are related to conflicts that, you know, couples kind of have in, in various ways, but they're often really exaggerated in the context of family business. And, you know, that we we see that a lot when either the couple or the family business is going through some kind of life stage transition. Um, But it's really, these things are kind of creating pressures for, uh, for couples all of the time. And so, you know, there's, all kinds of questions about, you know, inclusion and exclusion and, you know, who's going to be uh, able to uh, make decisions and all of these things that Keith mentioned are, uh, are, are challenges that get uh, exacerbated by family business. Well, and I would imagine that um, being in a, this COVID pandemic that a lot of these issues are heightened with couples and family businesses. Certainly, we all in our work with family businesses are seeing heightened tensions and anxiety because of COVID. 
I can imagine it has a significant effect on couples as well. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, when, when this whole thing started, my wife and I actually noticed that, you know, some of our old patterns were coming back because there was just a new tension around the COVID thing. And that is layered into all of the other tensions that we might be uh, talking about. And so couples have had to find a new way to deal with the challenges that are, are uh, inherent that everybody's going through. And then their businesses are often going through unique challenges as well. And so how they're going to manage all of that is part of the challenge. And, and I think, you know, that consistency of, at least in what I've experienced, the consistency of people being together. When I think about talking to some of our clients, you know, uh, who, who typically would be traveling from time to time, or even both members of the couple are traveling. Now they're just together. And it's that day-to-day consistent time, which in some cases uh, has been fantastic for people. In other cases can you know, just just elevate these you know, these tensions to a, particularly when you're in the midst of that family business relationship to a higher level. Well, that points out. Let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's begin with managing boundaries specifically. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what that looks like for a couple and and how being connected to a family business um, makes it more difficult to manage boundaries. Sure, sure. I think that's one of the one of the key challenges, and and I think that you know just to set the context and and to understand you know why managing boundaries is so important for a couple, you know, a, a couple begins, and and they need to develop a strong and lasting bond, and all of the other bonds in their in the couple's life are actually have more history than the couple when it's forming. And so they have to find their way to create a healthy boundary that, you know, defines who they are. It's their unique identity as a couple. And then as they develop that bond, it actually protects the space for their relationship. And, you know, the the boundary actually has to be, um, when we say managing boundaries, it's because the boundary has to be, you know, firm enough. To, to give the couple its sense of who it is, but also flexible enough so that each partner can continue to belong to other systems like, you know, his own, his or her own family of origin um, and, you know, their peer group and maybe other, other things that are important to them, like a church or something, while they're also making this separate space for themselves as a couple. And of course, for any children that may, uh, may come into it, you know, kind of expands that boundary as well. So, you know, navigating and continuing to belong to their separate families while they're creating this new boundary uh, around themselves uh, as the primary unit, I think, is is one of the central challenges that sometimes is complicated by family business. So can you describe what might be, what this might look like when a family business starts to interfere with the boundaries of a couple. I, I've lived this, so I have some sense, but talk with us a little bit about, about things that a couple might want to really watch for and be aware of. Yeah, so, so uh, often the, the examples of this start to emerge when we talk with a couple connected to a family business um, and we ask them, two related questions. We say, who or what interferes with your relationship? 
That's question number one. And then later we ask, how do you then keep intruders out? You know, what, what capabilities do you have to do that? But really the, the, the first question is, is gets it what you're asking right now. And so we hear some typical challenges when we ask that question. For example, uh, you know, that the family that owns the business has become the primary focus, even within the relationship, because one partner works with his or her family every day. And so there's that constant reinforcement uh, and attention paid to those, those uh, original family relationships. And they're brought right back into the, into the couple. Uh, another example, longstanding uh, patterns of you know, the parent-child or top-down style of relating or sibling resentments and competition, all of those things are being reinforced and remain influential because of that daily interaction. Uh, the partner involved in the business uh, you know, can be living with this constant feeling of unfairness that's straight from childhood and it ends up seeping into the emotional life of the couple and they don't really have that, that boundary uh, that's strong enough to, to keep that out. Um, another example, emotional attention to the business. Emotional attention to the business has become exaggerated because family members hold the keys to a lot of things that are important to that couple. Financial success, uh, career development, access to family wealth. And for that, that uh, partner in the couple who is in the business, Membership may be really central to their identity and to uh, into really meaning in their life. Um, so, you know, another example uh, of this daily reinforcing pressure, for example, to be a daughter rather than to be a wife. So a daughter to a father who runs the family business. So it's Friday evening, you know, and it's the end of the week and the daughter's walking out the door to go home and the dad says, hey, I need to talk to you. And immediately there's a loyalty bind. You know, immediately the question is, am I going to say, look, I got some plans, I got to get home, uh, or sits down and starts what could be a long conversation with the dad. And, and, um, and, and that's kind of, I think, a real common example. I'll just say, make one last comment, which isn't a day-to-day example. But, you know, the, the situation where business founders are requiring their child's fiancé you know, when, when now he or she's about to get married, to sign a prenuptial agreement, you know, protecting the family's ownership of the business. You know, and that is, of course, a reasonable uh, expectation because, um, you know, because, because uh, they do have to uh, protect their ownership. But it risks the exclusion of the new spouse at a time when the couple is just uh, forming their new, new bond. And every bound, so it is a boundary that's created, again, that includes the son or daughter in the family of origin, but excludes, um, you know, the, the, the uh, incoming member of the family and every boundary defines an us and a them. Um, and so often you see that, that tension, tension rising in the couple, you know, in that moment. So when we have a couple, they, they recognize from your examples that they have a real problem with managing boundaries with the, 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 the member who's in the family business and the other member of the couple. So what can they actually do about it, Don? Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's one of the things that we, we see a lot. You know, couples begin to see how the relationship with the business is kind of breaking through the uh, boundaries of their couples. And they're all kind of saying, you know, what, what can help? Like, I think they, they feel the tension of this sometimes. And so, 
you know, a, a lot of this is in, in the art of relationship, uh, but we will talk a little bit about some of the things that, that seem to help. And one is the idea that creating a healthy ba- boundary around the relationship is incredibly important. Just actually knowing that, that we've shifted the primary relationship, that when your spouse kind of knows that they're primary uh, and and that we're in this together, that we're going to kind of make this container, but we're still going to continue to belong to our families of origin. It's not like we're making a choice. You know, it's not like you have to belong to the couple or belong to the family. It's more a matter of priority. And then helping the couple understand that often their spouse needs to hear them say no to those other groups because that is a yes to the couple. So actually beginning to see that, uh, that's an essential part of this, that your no to a business engagement or to a, a weekend with, with your family of origin actually is a yes to us is important. But the other side of that coin is having the flexibility that your spouse actually can say yes to their business obligations, to their family of origin, and, and consciously letting your spouse go. You know, it's like, Right now, you're belonging to them, and I'm okay with that. I can actually handle that. It's often felt like a gift to the other members of, of, of the uh, couple so that they're not actually in that loyalty bind. So it's, it's sometimes being able to say, I know that you need to go, and I'll miss you, uh, but I'll welcome you back when you're here rather than being resentful that you went. So you know, paying attention to you know, how you're making the change from one group to another, from one role to another, I think is really important and letting your spouse know that they come first. You know, it's like if we're going to a a business event, can you make sure that you come uh, back and uh, pay attention to me from time to time and let me know what's going on so that I have a sense that, um, that I'm primary and, you know, when, when both partners, I think, recognize that they are a priority, it actually allows some space for other, other um, you know, relationships in their life. So that's one example. So we have a, a couple. They are, one is, one is involved in a family business. They recognize that they are beginning to have or, or have been going through issues related to their connection to the family business. And and let's say they, have, they recognize that it's about managing boundaries. How do they grow the competencies to manage their boundaries better? This, Amy, this gets us back actually to that second question uh, that, uh, from before. Uh, and the question was, how do you keep intruders out? Uh, and and it's, it's, really, it's really important to, to think about that question. Because when intruders kind of come in, they create stress in a couple. And often that, that well-known fight or flight response kicks in, and then the couple gets into conflict. And, and at that point, they really don't have any good defenses. They can't, when they're, when they're sort of at each other, they don't have a way of, of managing the intruders in their, in their relationship. So just a couple of, of, of points about, you know, what can they do? Uh, you know, what, what are a couple of useful competencies? And perhaps the most important one for managing boundaries in, in, the terms of, in terms of keeping them out, keeping the intruders out, particularly if you're prone to that fight, 
flight dynamic is to actually just be curious in an interesting way. It's to be curious about your own reactivity. Why am I reacting the way I am? You know, why am I, why am I uh, responding to my partner in this way? If you can do that, and if you can also be curious about what's happening with your partner rather than taking that response, his or her response personally, then you, there's, there, there's, there's a space. Then uh, you can, you can uh, start to recover a bit. And you don't have to allow those patterns to continue to control your relationship. So that curiosity is really important in self-reflection. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say that once we are able to be curious, one of the things we often find is, you know, our heart's desire to be innocent with both our spouse and our family of origin or our job or the other people that, you know, we're in business with. Like, like our heart's desire is to, is, to, is to be innocent and to, you know, is to say yes to everyone. And I think part of the competency that we're talking about is the ability to withstand the guilty feeling. It's like you're able to feel guilty on purpose for the growth of your couple. So saying no to a business engagement or saying no to your family of origin actually is something that will inevitably make you feel guilty. You're not going to be able to feel innocent in both places. So knowing that 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 actually that guilty feeling is part of the price for managing our boundaries, it's it's like it's it's actually an indicator that we're doing something on purpose for our, for our our couple is I think another competency. And knowing that you're not going to crumble, you know, that you can actually hold the feeling that I start actually telling couples that this is the feeling of good guilt. You know, you have to know that sometimes guilt is good. Um, that you know, even though you know your heart is wanting to do the right thing, you know you're, you've been able to create this uh, this boundary, and you know you can begin to feel two feelings simultaneously. You know, as we're going into Thanksgiving, I remember a time when I actually said no to my family of origins Thanksgiving, so that uh, my wife and I could create our own Thanksgiving for the first time. We were actually going to have our own, and every time I thought about you know, my family, I would feel a little guilty. And every time I looked around my own table, I felt happy. And so, you know, being able to do those both uh, simultaneously is, is a, it's a, it's a competency that grows. It's like a muscle that the more you exercise it, the more you feel your ability to, to hold that, that good guilt. So those are just two small examples of the competencies that we might have. And we, we, we've identified competencies in all of the challenges that we said at the beginning, all six of them. And if people have an interest in exploring more, um, you know, we'd, we'd be happy to share. Don and Keith, thank you so much for joining us today. This is such an important issue because those of us involved with family businesses also are part of couples and learning to navigate that effectively without um, having the, the business damage the couple relationship is so important for long-term happiness and success of families. So um, thank you. It was a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. This has been More at Stake, the family business podcast. I'm Amelia Rankert-Thomas. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing. You can check out all our episodes, articles, and resources on www.engagedownership.com. If you've got a question or an idea that you'd like to hear us address, 
drop us an email at podcast at engagedownership.com. You've been listening to More at Stake, the family business podcast.